0: But it was like this giant aha moment of this is what I've been waiting for you to do. And so my thing was, is God kept giving me all of these signs of like, um, I went to a Catalyst conference and um, Andy Stanley was talking to his dad, Charles Stanley, how do you stay in ministry 50 years and do all of the things? And, and he's like, I always just work by this one rule, obey God and leave all the consequences and results to him. Welcome to the Swiology Podcast. I'm your host, Ann Watson, and I cannot
1: wait to help you think like a business so you can inspire like a boss. I am a former corporate girl. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur turned business coach. I'm here to bring you practical advice, inspiration, and motivation as you navigate the wild, wild world of online business and marketing. We are going behind the scenes with successful coaches, creatives, communicators, and entrepreneurs. We're getting real about their stories so you can learn everything you need to in order to love your business and your life. So whether you are working to earn an income or you aim to get your message out there, the Swayology podcast is going to give you the tools you need to grow your self-worth and your net worth. It's not going to be easy, but I promise you it's going to be worth it. So if you're ready, let's get to it. Hello, hello. Okay, welcome back to the Swayology podcast you guys are probably starting to get used to me having friends from mastermind groups that I have been in come on the show. And it is because when you get in these mastermind groups, especially for me, I have met the most amazing, remarkable women who have so much wisdom, so much to share. And the biggest hearts on the planet, and they just want to pour into their people the same way that I want to pour into you guys. And so today is no exception. I have invited my good friend, Melissa Mashburn, to come on the show. She is a pastor. She is an author. She's a speaker and she is a coach and she's a coach for ministry leaders. So if that's you, you're going to want to pay special attention to this episode. But if that's not you, if you're not a ministry leader, you're still going to want to pay attention because really a lot about what we talk about is figuring out when is it time to start a coaching business and how do we get over ourselves when it comes to getting paid for it? And What do we do to take our step and how do we not shrink back from who we are made to be? Guys, this is so much wisdom and she's so fun. You are just going to love her. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation that I have with Melissa Mashburn. Okay, Melissa, we have been talking about doing this for a while. It's finally time. Welcome to the Swayology Podcast.
0: I feel like I should be doing like a happy dance slash. Oh, the Carlton dance or something. Oh, yeah. Remembering this moment.
1: <laughs> I love that. That makes me think of, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Ted Lasso a couple times in there that somebody has done the Carlton dance and Ted Lasso's response is. I never know how to react when a grown man does the Carlton in front of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's me right now. That's literally You're me right, right now. <laughs> I never know
1: how to react when somebody does that. That's so great. I love it. Well, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, For my listeners who are not yet known to you or that you don't know yet, give us a little bit of background on who you are and what you do.
0: All right. Well, my name is Melissa Mashburn. I am an author, a pastor, a speaker. Uh, I run the executive director of a private Facebook community for women in ministry called Ministry Chick, which is also the name of my book that was just released. I say just released it was last year. Um, I've been married 30 years. I have two adult sons, uh, two brilliant daughters-in-law, and uh, a brand new grandbaby just this past summer. I have recently been a new uh Texas transplant. So and Yes, welcome um, to Hallie the heat. Neighbor. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, howdy <Hallie> neighbor. <laughs> Uh, but spent most of my life uh, in Florida in, in ministry, and then did some ministry in Kentucky during the pandemic for a little bit. And now um ready to rock and roll in South Texas. Uh, so I do, I talk about ministry. So I've been in the local church ministry for 25 years. And in the last couple of years, I've phased out of working at the local church to actually serving the local church in so much as I coach women in ministry. And so that's Um, I love the local church, but I love the big C church even more.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. And so that's really what I want to talk about today is the coaching. But you are a pastor, an author, a speaker, all of those things, which seems like it's a pretty full career. That seems like a God calling. That seems Mm -hmm. like something that you've done for a long time and could do the rest of your life. But at some point you decided that you wanted to become specifically a coach. And so tell us, first of all, what do you coach on? What is that coaching about for you?
0: And how on earth did you get there? (laughs) That's a great question. Honestly, uh, it's so funny because when you're in the ministry and as a pastor or a pastor's wife, all the different things that I've done. Um, you wear a lot of hats. And so you get to do a lot of different things from, from mentoring to unofficial coaching, to counseling, to to care, to weddings, to funerals. So you're kind of, all of in people's business all the time in their highs and their lows, their highest highs, their lowest lows. lows. Um, and it was, I think it was 2019, I, got, uh, I had a, a life plan done at uh, Patterson Center. I did the the whole two-day retreat life plan Um, and in that there was some aha moments for me. And so, like I said there, I love the local church, but what I soon learned in this is part of my why is to, to see unseen possibilities and talents in, in people, um, and to help them rise up and kick butt, believe it or not, that is actually part of my official quote unquote, why is to help them rise up and kick butt with three exclamation points. Because as we talked earlier, I'm a little bit extra. So I wanted the three exclamation points and and kind of I have to stop you just for a
1: second because (laughs) one of my whys is I've always said is to help people be badass for Jesus. (laughs) This is why we get along so well. Yes. Yes.
0: All right, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. All right, Texas. We are both in the same state now. Yes. Um, yeah. So this whole life plan thing kind of gave me some aha moments. I stepped into Um, taking over uh, the ministry chick private community I told you about, at that time, the community was running about three to 500 women. um, And they really just asked me to kind of come in and pastor shepherd. And so I was like, I can totally do that. And what I learned through that. So when I took it over, it was like three to 500 women ish somewhere around in there. uh, And really wanted to create community, create a safe place for women in ministry to to be led by women in ministry. So somebody that gets what you do, but also to uh, have community and resources. So develop them. So like, it's kind of like, I love you where you are, but I'm not going to leave you there. So here's some, here's some things to learn, to grow. And what I realized in in stepping into that role uh, was something that was missing is is this coaching thing. And so um, during the pandemic, because, you know, we have all this free time, uh, I went and got my coaching certificate and did the training and did all of the all the classes and all the other things and it was like I felt like for the first time this was the one thing that I was missing was this this other piece of how I'm wired and what I'm called to do and so uh, that was this kind of this catalyst moment between taking over this ministry chick community right at the time and then now getting my coaching certificate. And, and this, these asking great questions and that whole thing that I, the, all the light bulbs and everything kind of came off and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, And didn't really even then know how that would look or how that would play out and didn't even dream some of the things that I'm getting to do now. Then I didn't even dream that big, but um, that's kind of how I got into it what I do is I, I work with women in ministry and I love uh coming alongside them and really not only resourcing and connecting them but helping them to lead effectively because there's there's certain things that are challenges for women in ministry leadership specifically um, that most people don't know or don't understand or maybe don't fully appreciate and so with my 25 years of ministry experience I get I get it. I get it. So I can walk along and, and maybe say, maybe say the tough love thing, but also maybe say that keep going. You you've got this, keep going. Cause sometimes we just need somebody to say, keep going. We, we need you in the game. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. And I suspect that your
1: brand of tough love is actually more like what one of my clients calls tough grace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's Probably. such a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, it's really not tough love, but I, I do believe in speaking the truth in love. Yeah. Um, I don't dance around the the hard things when it comes to, especially my clients. Like if we're, we're in a relationship that we're, if you're my client, we're in a relationship, you're my friend now. And so I'm going to be able to say, um, the speak the truth, love, speak the truth and love kind of things that, that we, that you want your friend to say to you.
1: Yeah. It's, calling out the beautiful things in them, but it's also calling out the things that may be holding them back. And I know for me, it's like, I'm so good at other people's businesses, right? Like I can look at your business or somebody else's and I can, I take the 30,000 foot view and I can really see, okay, you maybe have a hole here, or this maybe needs to be tweaked here, or let's take this piece and dive a little bit deeper in that. Mm-hmm. whereas for my own business it's that much harder to do right oh
0: yeah
1: um, one of my good friends says that you can't read your own label like if you are a a bottle of something you can't look behind you and read your own label about what you're about and what's in you you mm-hmm. need other people to see you and to call those things out in you and I think that's what you're doing mm-hmm. and sometimes it feels like tough love or tough grace but it's really a gift it's mm-hmm it's absolutely pouring in to someone else to equip them to pour out in another way.
0: That's good. That's good. That's so good. Oh, I hope you do that. <laughs> I yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's inspired by you. So, <laughs> tell me a little bit about the type of coaching that you do and the clients that you take and the
0: sweet spot that you have discovered for yourself. Well, and it's funny cuz we were talking offline before and it's really evolved and and I think I got so knotted up in the beginning of trying to figure out exactly what my niche is and and how I'm going to do all the things. And then, then at the same time, you get so wound up about like, well, then I don't, I don't want to like limit myself. So I've got to do all of, you know, I want more people and, and all of that. But what I really realized is, yeah, I can do those other things. But what I was made to do was to come alongside women in ministry and coach them. And so what that looks like is, is really, it's not, I don't have a specific six month journey. It's, it's really individualized per person and where they are, because I might be coaching somebody that's new to ministry one to three years. And I've got other people that have been in ministry for 39 years. Um, It it really kind of depends on where they are. So in the beginning, I usually start with core values, where you at? What's your, your life satisfaction balance? Like, let's get some core things set up from the get go before we start figuring out all the other things. Um, and so then it goes a lot like that. A lot of the women I coach are, um, trying to find, uh, find their sea legs in ministry, trying to find their voice, trying to learn how to speak up. What, what do I do? How do I, how do I lead? Uh, what I'm getting a lot lately is a lot of younger leaders who have been now thrust into an executive role, and they were working with their peers, and now they're their boss, and they're trying to differentiate like, okay, wait, we're not the same, but we're the same, but how does this work? And so um, really working through challenges of of being a female leader, but being a friend, um, leaning into specifically being a female leader with all of our emotions because we have lots of those. Um and how it's not um it's not something that you have to hide. It's you you can feel all the feels. You can if you're a crier, you can cry. It's just a matter of figuring out where you are, what room you're in, how much you can fully express your emotions that may or may not help you in your leadership journey. Oh, for sure. And
1: as you're talking about this and being emotional in your journey is something I think that women are gifted at, but Mm -hmm. also very often told not to be in the business realm. Right. And so I love your just philosophy of allowing people to tap into those emotions and use them to help Mm -hmm. them figure out, you know, where they want to go, what they want to do. I also love what you're talking about with coaching. You said that it's individualized for each person that right there is my most favorite thing about coaching Mm -hmm. because I like, I'm somebody like you, right? Like you've already mentioned a couple of courses that you've taken and some conferences you've been to, like maybe some of it offline, but you and me, we're the, uh, course and conference junkies, right? Yes. So when I started my coaching business, I did them all. I have, I have rows of binders of all of the courses that I've taken. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, you can't see her background on here, but she's got bookshelves just full of all kinds of things. So yeah, I bought all the books, listened to all the podcasts, took all the courses, joined the mastermind groups, you know, did the free ones and the paid ones. Like I've spent thousands learning. Right. And what I've learned, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is there is nothing that compares to getting actual feedback Mm -hmm. from a live human Mm -hmm. about the work that you're trying to do. Like Mm -hmm. you can read all the books, you can take all of the courses, but it is that individualized approach from a coach who can take that step back, look at the big picture and give you honest feedback. That's really going to move the needle for you and move you forward. And so Mm -hmm. I am a fan of getting into programs where mm-hmm. you have access to the coach. So whether that's one-on-one coaching or that's a program that offers a group coaching element, right? as long as you have access to that coach where you can ask questions and get feedback, the yep. feedback is so key, then you're going to see yourself grow by leaps and bounds. You're going to avoid hurdles. You're going to avoid pitfalls. You're going to oh. learn faster. You're going to grow faster. You're going to scale faster.
0: 100%. All
1: when you get involved with an, with a coach in some way. <laughs> and so, yes, it's this individualized approach. Could not agree with you more. And I'm interested to hear more about the coaching business now that you have grown because I think a lot of times ministry and business are at odds with one yes. another. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that journey for you.
0: Yes. So you know it's it's a little it's a little funky if I'm if I'm honest, and it was really hard for me, mostly mentally. It was my own it was my own stuff. How's that? I'll just be sure what, what you see is what you get. So I'm being 100% vulnerable here. Absolutely. My own stuff that was getting in the way of you know, 25 years of ministry and, and, and being careful about what you say and what you do and and how you serve people and all of that, that made it really hard for me to make the leap to charging people for the things that I had been doing for 25 years for free, but I was getting paid by the church. So it's not free, but you know what I'm saying? But there was a disconnect. Yes. A huge disconnect. And so it took me a long time to kind of get out of my head. Um, to actually start charging people and setting it up as, as legitimate official business. But I also will say kind of what piggybacking off what you said, I, I've done all the things. I've done all the conferences. I've been in group coaching. So I've done masterminds. We've been in masterminds together. Yeah. We've done things like that. I love them. And I here's what I know. Some of my biggest and most impactful growth has come from being in coaching. Yeah, having that life plan and being in coaching and and whether it was because I've done groups and individual, um, so I have an individual business coach, but I have done group things has been the most transformative in my leadership in the last five years. So I've been doing ministry for 25 years. But when I doubled down and started putting some money where my mouth is, because I did the books and the conferences and all those other things, but I didn't get to talk to somebody that that could help me kind of like what you were saying that feedback element of where you are and so when i saw wait a minute like the best and biggest impact that i've had on my own growth and development cuz i'm a leadership junkie right has been from these places why wouldn't i want to do the same thing for other people right and so right. that was getting out of my way and saying no um yeah there's there's other women that are ministry coaches. There's other women that are leadership coaches. There's other women, you know, but they're not me and they don't have my experience and they don't have my unique experience. So they may have 25 years in ministry. They don't have my unique experience. And so that's what I bring to the table, but it took me a long time to go, no, wait, that that's important. And that means something and that's valuable to other people. And this is another way I can do kingdom ministry work, but also do this thing on my own. Right. Yeah. A
1: hundred percent. And so I I just have so many questions or thoughts (laughs) going in my head right now. So yes, your experience is absolutely unique. And that is what makes you unique and makes you a unique coach. Is your story and the experiences that you've had, the lessons that you've learned and the way that you phrase them or say them, like you said, there could be a hundred other coaches out there that are ministry coaches, probably more than that, right? Thousands of other ministry coaches, leadership coaches, but they don't know what you know and the way that you know it. And I will tell you for all the courses that I've taken, right. And I've taken a ton. There are concepts that have been taught. That I have heard and not fully been able to wrap my brain around until, you know, two, three courses later, when a different person says the same thing Mm -hmm. in a slightly different way, that it all clicks in my brain. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, now I understand this concept better, but now I also understand more about the value that I bring as a coach. Because my story, my unique perspective, and my way of talking about it and saying it is potentially going to click for somebody out there who's tried everything else, right? Right. Right. And cannot get where they need to go until I do what I need to do.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So
1: that's a beautiful thing about what you just said about how your experience feeds and fuels what you do as a coach. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But the question that I have for you, and this is something that I think keeps coming up is how did you get over yourself to start charging people for coaching? (laughs) Especially (laughs) when like you said, the church had been paying you. So you kind of already felt like you were being compensated, Mm -hmm. but now you're getting into this realm of one-on-one coaching. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I'm just going to call this out. Don't email me people, but I don't, Think Christians are very good at discussing money. I know Jesus talked about it more than any other thing. I think a lot of Christians get it wrong because he didn't talk about it so that we would feel bad about it. He talked about it so we would understand it. Right. And I don't know that we do, even in this day and age.
0: Right.
1: So tell me, how did you get over yourself enough to say what I do is valuable enough that I'm going to share it with you? But for a fee.
0: That is like the million dollar question.
1: Right. It is.
0: I know. I would love to say it was like a one and done thing. I feel feel like the reality is it's probably been uh probably the last two years when I really felt deep down in my gut like this is what you're supposed to do. So when I wrote the book, uh kind of the ministry check book, I kind of had this moment of like, oh my no. This, I, I'm I don't need to work at another church. I don't need to work for somebody else. I don't need to work for a parachurch mission. No, nothing wrong with any of that. And there right. may be a time God calls me back into that. But it was like this giant aha moment of this is what I've been waiting for you to do. And so my thing was is God kept giving me all of these signs of like, um, I went to a catalyst conference and um, Andy Stanley was talking to his dad, Charles Stanley, how do you stay in ministry 50 years and do all of the things. And, and he's like, I always just work by this one rule, obey God and leave all the consequences and results to him. So 2020, I did this, um, you do that, have that, what's your word of the year or whatever thing. Yeah. So I did that in 2020, my word was take your step. And I was like, God, that's not a word. That's like three words. What's going on here. Um, take your step and felt really convicted and challenged by
1: by that. And I'm sorry, I, I would oh, yeah. also call God out on the number of words. I just yeah. like, that's just like, me. I'm laughing. because I, I don't know I, how this I, works. I, I see you. I
0: get that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. So very, he gave you three words excuse. and he broke <laughs> rules. I get it. Don't like that. Um, <laughs> and then I started reading in Joshua three. And then in Joshua three, it, it got kind of talks about they're, they're getting ready to cross the the river, it's harvest season. The, the banks are overflowing. They're getting ready to take the ark across. Everybody's like, how are we going to do this? Like, you know, it's harvest season, it's overflowing, it's a mess and all of that. And it wasn't until the priest put their foot in the water. So take your step till the priest put their feet in the water that the waters parted and they crossed on dry land. And then it was like between the Charles Stanley, between the, the word and between Joshua three, it was like, I want the whole roadmap. How is this going to look? How's it going to work? How's it, I'm, I want it all. Right. Yep. And he's like, I just need you to take the next step. Like, and so he had to kind of remind me of this, give us this day, our daily bread, like t- today, Melissa, I just need you to do this today. And so it, it was like a combination of all of those things. And then just this fire in my belly, of. Uh, if not me, then who? And if not now, then when? And I kind of think this is what I'm supposed to do. And so do I believe what he's telling me? Or am I going to just stand back in fear? And so it's a it's a getting over myself. It's a daily, a daily battle. It's a daily battle. I do say mantras to myself to kind of you know, pump myself up and just remind me to put good stuff in my brain. Um, because I do feel like I have work to do and there's things I need to learn, but I think that there's people that I'm supposed to serve and I'm not being obedient to the call in my life. If I shrink back and hide, because it's uncomfortable and I don't want to put myself out there.
1: You know, I can't, Help, but think that you are like a modern day Esther, right? (laughs) You were asked to do something and you just didn't want to, and you've prayed about it. You fasted about it and all the things. And then it's this, God gave you the Mordecai advice, right? If you don't do this, relief Mm -hmm. for the Jews will come from somewhere else. Yeah. But who's to say that you weren't created for such a time as this?
0: Yeah.
1: And that's you take your steps that's Esther
0: but
1: <laughs> no that's Esther but but it's a great yeah. model that we can all yeah. learn from right yes. that that it is about taking your step and being brave and being courageous and
0: yeah. you know
1: i have this expression that i love like i can, i can be courageous for 2 minutes i can be yeah. courageous for 10 minutes yes like it doesn't take that long i think people think that courage is a state of being and it's not it is a oh. moment in time when yes. you make a decision mm-hmm. and and take your step. I just love it. Yeah. Okay. Tell me
0: quickly about the book. Yeah. Writing it, what it's about, who it's for. So uh, I will tell you quickly. Funny story, the book was not supposed to be this book. It 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 turned into this book. Right. Uh I was writing a, a book about godly girlfriends and, and how important it is to have friends. And God was like, Yeah. I mean, you can have a chapter about that, but we got other things to talk about. So um, it's called Ministry Chick. find your community, own your leadership, and take your step. And really, I look at it as a a ministry guide so women in ministry could come in wherever they are, however long they've been in ministry, and find something that will be a resource for them. Um, I have 14 stories from women that I shouldn't have access to, but I did the thing and I took the step and just asked, and they said yes, which is remarkable. Um, that's only God because that's not me. Uh, and then I have 65 little chick chat contributors of, of people that have given like real time. This is what I do when I struggle with this. This is how I handle that. So it's anything from uh, your title in ministry, the skills, being the only female in the ministry, uh, who you're married to, what your marriage looks like, if he's in ministry or if he's not in ministry, or if you're not married. I do have like a little bity paragraph. I've never been single in the ministry, so I can't really speak into that uh, parenting. But then, so that's, that's the field guide part. That's the ministry guide. So wherever you are, you can take bits and pieces of it, but then the back half. So that was all about, you're more than just whatever those titles are or whatever, but you are made for more. And this, the back half is really about propelling forward. And that's where I dig into, like, we're not supposed to do this alone. That's why it's so important to find community Um, and go into all the details of that, owning your leadership, because I think that's you get it because you're a conference junkie and book and all that. Right. We, we have to take that responsibility upon ourselves. Nobody's just, most people don't to say, Hey, here's, here's a thousand dollars. Go to this conference. Most people don't do that. We have to choose to own, to invest in our leadership. And then the taking your step where I talk about basically what we just talked about a little bit more in depth. And then where do you go from here? And so, um, just really been encouraged because again that wasn't what I planned on writing. Um, right. So
1: is this book 900 pages or
0: 900? No. I mean that is
1: so much stuff that you have crammed into this book, it's and not, that is going to be a gift. It's not. It's 227 pages. So okay, all right. Because I'm like I'm sitting here thinking yes to all of this, <laughs> Um, and and I I have not yet read it, but I'm sure that it is going to be an amazing resource. Knowing you, I know that it is an amazing resource packed full of your more than 25 years of experience, not just as a pastor and a speaker and a ministry leader, but now even as a coach Mm. and what a gift that is. So Melissa, I could talk to you all day, but tell people, how can they talk to you? How can they
0: get in contact with you? Well, one, I love talking to people. I don't know if you've noticed that yet. So that's kind of my jam. That's one of Um, my favorite things about you. Yeah. Right. Uh, Melissa uh is my website. If you are a woman in ministry, then I would love to invite you to join the ministry chick community. So just check either ministrychick.com or the Facebook go the Facebook group, not the Facebook. Cause I really would have just dated myself. <laughs> the, Facebook. the Facebook group, let me clarify ministry chick. It is for women in ministry only. So if that is you, you can apply to join the group and get the resources and connections you need to thrive. That's so amazing. Well, I just am
1: so glad that you're now in Texas. I'm so thankful that you came on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom and your vulnerability. I loved it. You know, it's funny because you talked about being vulnerable and it just, it always makes me think of this quote from Benet Brown, Mm -hmm. who talks about how vulnerability is the last thing I want you to see in me but it is the first thing I look for in you.
0: Mm. And so
1: you were brave and courageous to be vulnerable today. And I just so deeply appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. There you have it. I hope that you got so much out of this episode. I hope you'll save it. You'll download it. You'll revisit it. You'll take all the notes. And I hope that you're going to share it with people that you know that might benefit from some of this information. Thank you so, so much for listening to the Squiology Podcast. You can find all of the links for everything that we talked about today in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and take a screenshot and post about it on your Instagram or your Facebook or wherever you like to post. And then tag me because I will also reshare it. It makes my day when you do that, but really what it does is it helps other people like you find the show and build our community got comments, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram or head over to my website and shoot me an email. Thanks again for listening. I'm so happy that you're here and so happy to be on this journey with you, both of us together. And I cannot wait to see you next time on the Swayology Podcast.